0: Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me Sis podcast featuring your two favorite sisters, Alex and Kyla. Hi everyone. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. My favorite day of the week. I hope your week went well. Actually, not my favorite day of the week anymore. What's your favorite day now? Um, I think Wednesdays because now I work like every day pretty much.
1: Even on weekends? Yeah that's not fun but
0: like my schedule is also like on my terms right so i don't need to be like you know nine to five every single day of the week i think my favorite day
1: is thursday because i love fridays yeah but it's like the anticipation yeah it's kind of like christmas eve i like christmas eve better than christmas day because it's the anticipation because
0: it's exciting and on christmas day it's really fun when you wake up in the morning and then you have dinner at night with your family, but then it's like done. You know yeah. it's done. Yeah. Today's the day. Tomorrow is no longer like the, ex- like
1: the build up. Exactly. So I always like the anticipation day and I, I just think in my head like Thursday is so exciting because especially now that the weather, I mean, it's still cold, but like the sun is setting later and later and it's rising earlier. Yeah. It makes me excited because I'm like, oh, okay, today's like the last real day of, even though I work on Fridays. It's like, okay, we finish Friday and then it's... Yeah, because you take weekends off. Yeah, and I only work till 5 p.m. Like, I'm very strict on that. Like, you do
0: 9 to 5?
1: Yeah, because I used to do what you're doing for years and I had an insane burnout. Yeah. So I was like, I have to be strict with this because I just can't live like that anymore. Like, after doing it for years. plus you have a kid now. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And also, like, with all his activities and stuff, it's just easier to schedule my day of, like, 9 to 5. There are certain days where I don't work. Like during the week, but it's like my I'm on mom duty that day, okay. so I'm like still working, but just as a mom versus yeah. my job. So I don't really have days off. Like Dan and I were talking about it. I'm like, even though we'll have days of like no work, we're, which we're very grateful for, we're still watching a toddler. So like, and we switch off. So if I, if I'm not working and I'm watching Archie, then Dan is. Doing something like either working on the basement or something else. Yeah. So I'm like, we really don't have like days off unless we get a babysitter. And then, I mean, that was our own decision with not sending him to daycare. But when he starts school. We're gonna have a newborn baby. <laughs> that's
0: so exciting! Though, when he goes to school,
1: I know I'm so excited. When does excited. he start? September. Yeah, he's gonna do next year because you can't do preschool until you're four. Okay. So he's not four yet, so he can't. He's not eligible, but he's ready. Like when we went for the tours, he just walked right into that classroom with those kids <laughs> and started playing with them. And like he's very social. Yeah, he's super super social, but he has a bit of like a, a shyness to him initially with certain people. mm Hmm. Because other people, he will, like, just go up to them and be like, hi. (laughs) Like, if Ariel comes to my house.
0: He's comfortable with Ariel, though. Yeah, but he's only
1: seen her, like, four times. Oh. So, like, Stacy, the girl who, like, cuts my hair. Yeah. Like, he loves her because he sees her all the time because she cuts his hair. But Ariel, like, it's very rare that he'll see her because I don't get my hair colored that often. Okay. So, when she came over, I was like, I don't know if he's going to remember her because I hadn't seen her Like, he hadn't seen her for a year. And so he just walked up to her and he was like,
0: hi. I guess kids sometimes... Well, I guess it depends on your mood, too. Because, like, sometimes for me, I'm very, like, social. I feel fine. And then there's times I'm in a mood and I'm kind of, like, shy.
1: He actually reminds me a lot of you in a lot of ways. Me too. There's certain tendencies he does. I'm like, that's
0: literally Kyla.
1: I know. Me too. Especially
0: at that age. I know. <laughs> I've always thought that.
1: There's like certain things. I'm like, yeah. Which is good because I feel like you've always had a strong head on your shoulders, but we're very kind, kind hearted.
0: Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. I've seen it too. And I've, I've always, I mean, I think I've said it to you guys too, a few times where I'm like, he really, like, even when he sometimes stares, like you'll talk to him and he's like staring at you <laughs> and you know that he's thinking something yeah. like judging,
1: you know, do you want to know what he said to me yesterday?
0: What? <laughs> what
1: was it yesterday? Whatever the day was that I got my, was getting my hair done. I didn't have my glasses on. And every time I have my glasses on, he's, or every time I don't have them on, he asks like where they are. Cause he's so used to seeing me with my glasses. And so he's like, Mommy, where are your glasses? I'm like, oh, I, I can't put them on right now because she's dyeing my hair. And so he's like, okay. And then later on that night, we're just snuggling on the couch. And he looks at me and goes,
0: Mommy, why would you take your glasses off? Your face looks weird. <laughs> I know what he means. It's like not not <gasps> saying I'm agreeing with him. I'm saying I know what he means. Like because when you're so used to see some seeing someone with glasses. Yeah. When they take it off, it feels like there's something missing.
1: Well, it's like if someone were to always have a mustache or a beard and then they were to shave it. You'd yeah. Be like, Whoa. Yeah, I know. It changes your face. But it was I was he just used the wrong word i was dying because i was like i just got humbled by my
0: child (laughs) like why no i feel like he meant that like he's just so used to seeing you with glasses because even for me when you when i when you take your glasses off around me i don't think you look weird he's he's, like three and a half i know know? well his whole life right yeah so like you know it's like looking at a different person almost It's like if dan were to shave his goatee but you're lucky that you have a face that looks really good with glasses i feel like for me when i wear glasses i don't think i look bad but maybe it's the exact same thing that we're talking about right now i'm so used to seeing my face with no glasses on that when i do put glasses on i really look like a different person i find and i also feel like a different person
1: you know those people that look really hot with With glasses and without glasses. Yeah. And you're like, how? Like Jude Law in the holiday when he puts his glasses on. You're like, okay, you're even hotter
0: now. I know. Like, how is that a thing? I actually need to get my eyes checked because my vision has been like pretty bad like pretty bad Wait, don't you have glasses i do but um they're not good anymore i need to get my eyes checked again okay. and then and i need to go see an eye doctor and finally i'm on insurance now so go to gration Scaff. that's i just went like last week you could just like book an appointment yeah so see. what
1: they do is they'll do like the full eye exam like it's they're not an eye doctor like they're not an optometrist or whatever okay they're or ophthalmologist, whatever, whatever the one that's like the under the doctor. Okay. Okay. So the step below, they do all the tests that like a nurse would do. Let's say if you're going to a doctor's office, okay. they do like the pressure on the eye. They make you do all those eye tests and then they do the thing where they look in your eye and they see the distance and then they try to check your proper prescription and astigmatism, all that. And they do like the little x-ray thing where they could see like the cornea. And then based off that, they see the girl was telling me if they see anything, then they'll send your file to an actual eye doctor and then you go see them. What if I
0: don't? Because I don't remember who I went to who like checked my eyes to give me a proper prescription.
1: If you go to to Scaff or Lens Crafters, if you've never been to either, they'll just open a file for you and then it'll be a proper prescription
0: and then they just send it to any doctor
1: yeah well i think they have like a specific doctor that they'll either like work for or something but that way you don't have to schedule something like downtown and go all the way there
0: that's good to know because i was like how do i even go about this whole process no you literally just
1: do that first step and then if they because realistically you don't need to see an eye doctor unless there is like an issue right yeah
0: which i (laughs) i actually do have an issue with my eye so well then maybe you
1: should just go straight to the eye doctor
0: or no, 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 I need I want to get my prescription. Well, so here's the thing. This was like back in 2017. I started noticing in my left eye it was getting red and there was like something going over like the color of my eye.
1: Oh, like it started red right on your white and then it was going over. Yeah. The color.
0: And so I went to see um, my eye doctor at the time. I don't even remember who this was. And they told me. I, so I was like, can I get eye drops? Like I'm, I'm using Visine and it's not really going away. And they were like, oh, no. You have to get this like surgically removed. Oh, and I, I was like, wait, what? So that's when I found out that like what a pterygium was. Right. Um. Basically, a pterygium is like it's not cataracts, but it's similar to it's a growth where it's like a layer of skin that starts growing over like from like inside the corner of your eye, and it could keep growing over the color. And if you don't do anything about it, you could like it'll grow over your cornea. Is that so you, what it's called? Where you like the dot the cornea is in inside. Anyways, it grows over so you won't be able to see eventually. So you have to get it removed. And so remember when I got that um, yeah. eye operation a few years back? So I got it done in my left eye. And the, the way I was able to even get my foot in the door to get this um, procedure done. Now they don't call it a surgery. They, it's just a procedure because they don't actually cut into your eye. They just remove the They're layer and off. then they like, you know. Yeah. Um, which was actually, I'll, should I tell that story? of like my experience i don't even it wasn't remember bad. but anyway so i got it done on my left eye and how i was able to get my foot in the door with that doctor he's like supposedly the best uh, eye surgeon okay. in montreal okay his name is dr darvish um it's because mama her her friend's son oh i know this yeah he knows, knows the lasik him. Yeah. Yeah. So he knows him. So she was able to get my foot in the door with him because normally you would have, you would be like waiting years. Yeah. Whereas I just had to wait like a couple of months. And. But he, you have another one growing on your other eye. Yeah. That's so he also told me when I was initially getting checked for my left eye before I even had the procedure done. He's like, you also have it a little bit on your right eye. He's like, you have to get like special eye drops that it doesn't take away the redness. But it's like a really thick like gel because the reason why it gets so red is when you're dehydrated, if you don't get enough sleep,
1: um, if you
0: drink, yeah, um, not maybe stress, not really. I don't remember him saying stress was a factor. And the way that you get a tergium in the first place is if there's like too much UV rays going into your eye. Because remember, I never used to wear sunglasses. Yeah. So he was like, just wear sunglasses as much as possible and um anyways so i got it removed on my left eye and then now i have to do it eventually on my right eye but because i know like the the like the steps i have to take to prevent it from getting so bad because remember my left eye was so much worse to
1: be honest kyla i don't notice it so i'm i know because it's on yourself you see it
0: no i've had people say like your eye is really red
1: well, the redness, but, like, a a growth going over your eye. Like, the color. I've yeah, never this noticed one, that. this
0: one's not that bad. But the one on the left was actually... It was getting to a point where it was, like... I don't really remember. It was covering, like, one-eighth of my eye, I would say. Oh, my say. God. So... You know I what it kind of looks like?
1: It what? looks uh, like where the redness is. It looks like if you've been swimming in chlorine a little bit too yeah, long. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's kind of what it feels like. You know when your eye gets yeah. a little irritated from chlorine? Oh, and you have that constantly? I don't have it constantly. It's it's mainly when I'm really dehydrated. Okay, okay. Or if it's like really dry out. Right. So it it's always worse in the winter. But there's some mornings I wake up, like the photo shoot we did the other day. And, and was I was bad. like, it's so red. Um. But anyways, I need to like make an appointment with him because i do want to like get it checked and like you know get eye drops because he doesn't want to remove it until it's actually like bad not until it's like bad bad but it's more as of right now is not really like making you too uncomfortable it's not like affecting your appearance but but it kind of is
1: because it's like red all the time i think they don't like to do procedures or surgeries or anything unless it's actually impacting your quality of life. And, or unless it's, like, hazardous to your health. Yeah, exactly. But if it's, like, an aesthetic reason and it's not even that bad in, like, their eyes. Yeah, you know, but I think like, that
0: when I make the appointment, I'm I'm going to say that, like, listen, it's red all the time. And, and a huge part of my job is being in front of a camera. And, um, like, I try to drink as much water as possible. I wear sunglasses and everything. But, like, I just really want to get this removed. But even if it's going to take years to
1: see him, maybe by then he'll actually just remove it.
0: It won't take years to see him. I just have to uh, reach out to him. Say that I'm already a patient of his. Like oh, he, right. Okay. He already did the procedure on yeah. me. Um, and then in the meantime, like, I'll go for the appointment. He'll check it. He'll give me those eye drops, mm-hmm. which actually help a lot. Because it hydrates your eyes. And as you well. can't
1: just get those, like, normally?
0: No, it's not. You can't get them over the counter. Okay, okay. Um, but, it, so anyways, the medical term for it is to But they also call it surfer's eye because a lot of surfers get it from... while they're surfing and they're not wearing sunglasses whoa yeah so it's actually very common the day i went in for my procedure it was the first time i had ever heard of this i don't know anyone who has it but i was like his 10th patient that just that day whoa so a lot of people get it Um, probably a lot of skiers
1: no mind you they're wearing goggles
0: but the procedure itself i was so nervous leading up to it because they don't put you under
1: you yeah, all have just to eye. be awake.
0: Yeah, it's an eye thing. But that freaks me out. And so they roll me into the operating room, and it's like this big white room. You hear like the beep, yeah. beep and <laughs>
1: it's like an ear. Ur- an and alien. it was really
0: cold. Yeah. And they weren't initially giving me anything for my anxiety, and I was like, please, 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 I need it. I need something for my anxiety. And I like, I really felt like I was gonna have a panic attack. Yeah. And like, imagine having a panic attack when you're in the middle of getting this procedure done on your eye (laughs) so like you can't just get up and leave you have like literally a clamp in your eyeball yeah so they roll the nurses come they like roll me in really quickly i hear that noise and i like kind of start crying and so like the nurses were so good they were like calming me down like telling me they loved my nails and everything And, angels. and uh, they ended up giving me something for my anxiety. It was, like, a really, really, really small amount. I felt like it barely did anything. But at the same time, in hindsight, I think it helped tremendously. Yeah. Um, And, like, the way he goes about it is he just, like, goes for it. Like, there's no... Waiting time or explaining anything, like he puts this like black tube that blows up, blows out air, like right in front of your face, covers you with a sheet, and that tube is like preventing the sheet from yeah like cu- like suffocating you. There's like a little slit in the sheet. They like uh, put it like against your eye. They put a clamp in your eye. He puts um, numbing drops in your eye right away. And it's the these- same
1: thing as LASIK yeah. surgery.
0: These numbing drops are so intense. And then he puts in eye drops that completely blur your vision. Oh, my God. And then it was just like he started going for it. And I didn't feel a thing. There was one point I felt a little bit of pressure and I told him and and like he stopped right away. And then um, also he had I think the worst part about it was that he had a student like a medical student. (laughs) So he was like like walking her through the steps And I remember him at one point saying, you see how how um, like clean the the removal of the skin is? It's because she's young. And I was like, oh, (laughs) freaked me out. Anyways, it was probably like 30 to 45 minutes and then it was was done. But the recovery was annoying. So like, wait, are you sure it was that long? Yeah. Why was it so long? That's actually short. I thought it was going to be longer. My cesarean
1: was 20 minutes in and out. Really? And they cut open my whole stomach and took a baby out.
0: I guess it's different with your eye. Oh,
1: well, maybe they have to be more delicate?
0: Yeah. Because um, so, they, like, they remove that extra skin layer, but then they need to take another layer of skin, like, kind of, like, <gasps> not in the back of your eye, but, like, just on the side.
1: Oh, I'm getting the heat. So, so they put
0: it over where they removed the terigem and then they do these, like, stitches, but, like, it didn't look like there were stitches in my eye. Right. I don't know like what I'm getting they nauseous.
1: Use. I'm not going to, and you don't
0: need to remove it. It just like comes out on its own, <laughs> but the recovery process was annoying. Cause I had to do like, it was like, I had three different eye drops that I had to apply at different times of the day for like three months. I also had to wear an eye patch for a week afterwards.
1: So I looked like, <laughs> I looked like a pirate. Why don't I remember this. I remember you I coming out of the surgery. I don't remember the eye patch.
0: I don't know, but yeah. So I have to get it done on my other eye. Well, I'm not as nervous this at least time, you know though. what
1: to expect now
0: yeah now I'm not as nervous like I'm definitely still gonna have to take something for my anxiety just because it's the I like the thought of someone going in my eye and I can't move mm-hmm. like I'm so out of control in that situation
1: would you take something for anxiety if they had to like remove a tooth
0: um like a dentist maybe I don't know probably not
1: so it's just the eye that freaks you out it's not like the sitting there still as yeah. they do a procedure yeah OK,
0: I've had blood tests done before where I felt like I needed to take something for anxiety, but I didn't. Yeah. But I really felt like I needed to because mm-hmm. that freaked me out. It's actually a lot more common than you think. Like,
1: I feel like I'm the odd one out for not ever needing that kind of stuff for like procedures or surgeries. Like even when I had my surgery like in my anxiety? uterus. Oh, really? Like they, I didn't even want to take the pain meds. I was like, just do it without any medication until like absolutely necessary.
0: Yeah, but I guess maybe when it comes to, like, pregnancy and, and stuff like that, like, you don't want to... No, even,
1: like, with the dentist and stuff, when I've had to get cavities or, like, my wisdom teeth, I got two removed. I don't want to be put under or anything. That's so
0: funny because you're a very anxious person.
1: Yeah, but not with that stuff for some reason.
0: Interesting. N- not with, like, that it's kind like of stuff. like, particular what you having an- anxiety when about. When
1: I know something's going to happen to me and I'm able to, like, prepare. see it and prepare, there's literally zero anxiety. It's when something happens to me out of the blue like I stub my toe or I fall down the stairs that's like when I'm dramatic because I like wasn't expecting it and I'm like now I don't understand this level of pain but like I can get a full-on surgery like he was cutting me and like I didn't take the fentanyl till literally the end when it was like unbearable okay but they were like why don't you just take it I'm like because I would rather just not have drugs yeah because I (laughs) told when I got high from that like Because obviously they give you like a a proper dose. So I wasn't feeling the pain, but I got high. And Dan was in the room. And afterwards he told me, because I don't remember saying this, but he was like, I looked at the surgeon and I was like, this is exactly why I don't do drugs because I love this feeling.
0: <laughs> and he was oh, because like, you're scared you're going to get addicted? Yeah, because
1: I have such an addictive personality. Like, I just know myself. I'm like, if I ever were to experiment with any drugs of that kind of, like, level. It's so good I just... that
0: you know that about yourself so you just stay away from it.
1: Well, I mean, look at me with freaking sugar, how hard it is for me. I can't, like, I'm. it's so hard to cut sugar.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like okay sugar's not good for you like an excessive amount of sugar but like drugs is 10 times worse yeah
1: no it is but i'm just saying that like when i like something like you
0: become very obsessive yes
1: like i have to when i get my like anti-anxiety medication i have to put it away and i'm like that's for like
0: literally only
1: if i'm like well i don't really have anxiety with flying anymore but like back in the day it was like for flights or if like you know when RQ was in the hospital or something like and my anxiety was out of control like situations like that it wouldn't just be like a day-to-day I'm having bad anxiety so I'm gonna take my medication it's okay, like yeah. I don't know why in my head I'm like I don't want to get addicted no
0: that's good it's smart yeah even though if there's certain things that also like- the medication that's prescribed to you for like anxiety depression um ADD all those things it's really just like a band-aid It's not actually like solving the issue. Well,
1: that's what my doctor told me. So
0: like imagine getting addicted to something and this happens all the time to something that's not even fixing you.
1: I know. Oh, see, also just having like it was the same thing with this pregnancy when they prescribed me the diclectin for the nausea. Yeah. Just having it in my purse was like good enough for me yeah it was like okay well i have it just in case i need it Mm -hmm. but i don't want to take it even though like i know taking it is harmless and it'll probably do me good because i was dealing with such bad nausea
0: it's good you're like this
1: but i was like you know what it's in my purse it's peace of mind i only took it for our flights and then i learned afterwards from our cousin that it actually takes a while for it to build up in your system to actually work so me just taking it one time for a flight really didn't do anything (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh shit so I was
1: like oh that was totally placebo in my head yeah you know like it's crazy
0: bro the power of our mind I know
1: it's actually well I mean we talk about this all the time how we're literally able unless we actually have like the stomach flu but we're able to like stop ourselves from throwing up when we're super nauseous like some people just puke because they're nauseous and yeah
0: I remember um I mean there's there's just been so many times like my first ever panic attack remember I, I threw up yeah but I was like holding it back for hours Um, but like, you know, over the years, I've gone through periods of extreme stress and anxiety to the point where I was losing so much hair. Yeah. I, um, broke out in body hives all over my, um, just like my skin overall. It's not that I had a bunch of acne, but it just looked like lumpy, bumpy, not even like patchy and dry and just like not healthy, no life to it and like the bags under my eyes were insane um what else i was ex- i was experiencing like extreme back pain and like tightness of my shoulders and neck
1: wait you don't experience any of this anymore no not at all I was gonna say you don't look like that at all
0: um my my periods were like so weird and irregular yeah
1: that's um, yeah that's oh, man it's crazy what stress does to you
0: i know it's it's actually insane okay granted i was extremely because I, I ended up going to get a blood test yeah because i went to my doctor and oh yeah
1: like, we spoke about this in an episode yeah and then i was manic. extremely
0: low in iron now every i got a blood test again recently and like everything's back to normal yeah. good for you but yeah no like the the effects that stress and anxiety will have on your body it literally makes you feel like you Physically ill.
1: Well, it does make you physically ill. Yeah, and that's why I know this is like I hate this when people are like, if you actually have a disease and people are like, well, just think about not having the disease and it'll go away. Like that's not. I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. But I believe that your brain has so much power over your body in so many ways. Yeah. And wait, what? Time? <laughs> okay. Um, I was gonna segue this into my pregnancy. Because yeah. we have not talked about this on the podcast. And I actually just filmed a first trimester like recap for my YouTube channel. So like if you want to know all the details of that, you can go watch that video. It's literally coming out the same day this podcast is coming out. Um, but yeah, I had a really, really rough first trimester and I told you, mom and dad, quite early in my pregnancy because of like all the spotting and stuff I was dealing with and like yeah.
0: the anxiety I was having and And you had been extremely nauseous and so you got that anti-nausea medication for the flight mm-hmm. um we went to la and then like that whole well at the beginning of our la trip was really scary for you yeah yeah because i was spotting well okay here's the
1: thing and i spoke about this in the youtube videos i would have spotting on and off and i never had that with Archie. and where we live in montreal at least my ob like we don't see her until 10 weeks yeah so I'm like I have a GP who I would call I'd be like, I'm spotting again and he's like, listen like at this point in pregnancy like there's nothing anything anyone could do yeah like if you're gonna have I'm gonna just trigger warning here guys when we talk about miscarriage but he's like if you're gonna have a miscarriage, you're gonna have like there's nothing that we could do just keep an eye on it if it gets really heavy with like clots and you're having like cramping go to the ER. Okay, yeah. Like, that's, like, the situ- that's the only thing. And I was like, okay, well, what the hell? So, anyways, we're in L.A. and the spotting came back. And so, I was, like, all stressed. I, had, I hadn't even seen the baby. I never had an ultrasound. Like, I didn't know anything. So, we went. Got- <laughs> we should tell that story.
0: Oh, it was the most <laughs> scary thing for me and my... Okay. So, my sister books an appointment to get an ultrasound in L.A.
1: Guys, by the way, 60 bucks for a private ultrasound. Like, what? That's so worth it to me. I know.
0: So... We get in the Uber, we get to this place, and we're there like what, an hour before it opens?
1: No, no, not an hour. We're there like 20 minutes
0: before. Okay, felt like an hour. Yeah, it felt like forever. So um the door is locked and it's two stories and there's like a bunch of shops on the bottom, like a flower shop, um, there's like a dentist office. So we show up and we see that there's an elevator. We open the elevator and it's a homeless person standing in there. And so instantly my sister was like, Okay, let's Figure out another way to go up because she's, like, he's been in this elevator. Like, I think he's, like, living in here.
1: But there was also, like, dirty, like, needles
0: on the ground. I was yeah, like, there was dirty needles on the ground. There was also, like, shit on the ground yeah. and barf. It was really sad. It smelled really bad. Um, So then we find this, like, staircase and we go up and we try opening the door for the ultrasound uh, place and it's still locked and I think at this point it was like right about to open but like no one was there so we're like okay we'll just wait so we want to go back down the staircase which was like you had to open up a door and like it was there was like walls on each side it yeah was, like, you're inside going down a staircase we open up the door and there's another homeless woman but she is like on something she's screaming i know she just seems completely out of it and so (laughs) me and my sister yeah me and my sister are like hey no we're not going down there so in between the staircase and the elevator on the second floor um we're we're pretty much cornered by these two homeless people because then the homeless woman who's screaming like she was it was scary
1: yeah it's honestly very sad like it makes me sad to think about it but in the moment we are very scared
0: I was really I was actually terrified yeah and also not only that like you're pregnant so in my head, in my head I'm thinking like what what do I do if like these people like have like a are armed with something or like we have to protect ourselves like my sister's pregnant like we don't
1: i don't know what we would do we were like technically this mall thing was outside so even though we were on the second story we were outside and we could see the street so i was like worst case scenario i'll just scream at the people walking on the street like help you know
0: yeah exactly it's just like even at that yeah 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 um so the homeless woman like she starts we hear her she's coming up the staircase screaming at the top of her lungs So my sister and I start walking towards the elevator. We're like, hopefully the guy is gone. As we're walking towards the elevator, the homeless guy comes out. So then we kind of stop and hesitate. And then we like go in like another direction. But like there's barely anywhere to go besides like behind the elevator. But then we're really secluded. And the homeless woman is coming closer to us. And she's screaming. She anyways, she ends up just like walking by us. Um... And then the other homeless guy could clearly see that we're scared. And so he starts taunting us yeah. and laughing. Yeah. And so we start walking in the other direction towards the staircase now because the woman's gone. And he's like, What was he saying to us?
1: I don't remember. He was
0: he was talking he was like screaming something at us and laughing at us. So we go down the staircase and we're at the bottom floor. And I'm like, oh my God. We go into this flower shop. We're just waiting and, like, pretending to, like, buy flowers because yeah, we were so scared. And then you saw the woman the nurse. for, like, the the ultrasound and you you knew that it was her because of the outfit she was wearing. Yeah. And so we went up to her and uh, we were like, oh, like, hi, like, I, you have an appointment, whatever. She's like, yeah, are the homeless people gone? <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, like, so normal for her.
0: No, but she also seemed like, you know scared like she didn't want to go up there until they were gone. i know
1: here's the thing though it's like most of the time they're just harmless and it's it's sad that they're like on these things but they're just like in their own type of world but like we don't know that we're not used to that kind of
0: no but then there's also times that they're unpredictable yeah so it's it is i was more like
1: there was a part of me that was like i don't think we'll get her. like i think these people are just harmless but it is scary in the moment but then when we were with that woman because she works there She's like, okay, no, let's just go. We went up and then she was able to like unlock the door and she had like all these different like locks on
0: the door. Yeah, because she said one time a homeless person came in and like stole her laptop or something. So she, so anyways. She's like, that's the worst that, because she was saying like, yeah, like I have all these locks because there was an incident with a homeless person one time and then I was like, "Uh, what was that incident? Yeah. And then she was like, uh, he came in or she came in. Um, and just like took my laptop and left. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, like that, It that well, just sucks. But like, as, as long as they didn't like physically hurt anyone.
1: I know because
0: it sucks. Cause
1: like homelessness is so big in LA. Yeah. They're just everywhere. And like, even when you're in a nice
0: part of town, like they just are everywhere. So. It's, but, and the homeless people in LA too, they're very in your face well depends some of them aren't some of them can be like every homeless person i saw i shouldn't say every homeless person but like 95 percent of the time like they're going up to you talking to you they like it's in montreal you don't have that and because in montreal the weather gets so cold in the winter you don't see homeless people they have homes like they have like these like shelters Mm -hmm. but in la because it's like pretty much warm all year round they're just everywhere it's really sad and it is really sad i have a lot of like i feel bad but it's also really scary i'm not used to it yeah i mean listen
1: it's not fair to like to judge you for feeling that way because if you're not around it you're not exposed to it obviously it's a scary situation and also like
0: i'm sorry but when someone is so high on drugs like, like it they're, is not, scary in, to be they're not in their right mind no they're not and it is scary to be around like especially if you're not around that
1: often um even if you are around it often like it's not fun to be around so yeah we're we're there for i'm already super fucking anxious over my spotting and then we're in this situation of like oh my god what the hell's gonna happen but then once we were I inside i was literally
0: mentally prepping myself to like protect you because i was like <laughs> oh my god she's pregnant and like what am i gonna do and i'm i'm like useless but you like, thought i was like not scared at all no, well, I knew that you were uncomfortable, but like, you were definitely more worried about the fact that you were spotted. Yes, a hundred percent. I think that's was like taking me out of like the reality. I think at of- one point I even said like, Alex, are you sure you want to go? Like, are you sure you want to go to this appointment? Because that's how scared I was. Yeah, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was. I really thought we were gonna get like.
1: I don't know there was something a part of me that just like I knew I was like these they're just harmless it's scary but they're harmless anyways we went to the ultrasound clinic and she locked the door like when we're inside so yeah you know we were safe we felt safe inside and then she did the ultrasound on me and everything was good like there was a heartbeat I was the first time I saw the the baby and yeah there was a heartbeat the baby was in the right place the sack looked good like everything looked good and I asked huge her, relief for you oh my too. god yeah I like cried when I heard the heartbeat and I was like, Oh my God, Kyla's the first
0: person to hear it, it with was me. such a nice moment too. I know. And, and so, seeing how happy and relieved you were, I was like, Oh, this, this makes me want to have a kid. Like, now." <laughs> Just like, and then she, she explained to me, she's like, you know, a lot of, um, women
1: spot throughout their pregnancies. Like it can be normal, but like, obviously if it's continuing or gets worse, like
0: she kind of explained the same thing. And then also you're spotting, you showed me, You're spotting that morning before you even booked the appointment and it was like i i could barely even see anything on the toilet paper yeah but
1: like there was something and like it was better than when i showed you when i woke up in the morning i wiped there was like more color
0: like there shouldn't be any
1: color any there should be no see i don't know anything about
0: this so and i also know that like with everything you've gone through it's so understandable why you would be like looking every two seconds and if you see anything it's like yeah, oh my like, god i just like even i
1: spotted with Archie at like 13 weeks and i was like oh like no big deal i saw my ob yeah. and she was like oh whatever like it was just it's i didn't know you're much
0: you're more like paranoid because you know that it's not so easy to get pregnant yeah
1: so for me i was very just like stressed and i was like oh, i don't understand anyways spotting went away then we got back home Then it came back and then it came back more like I sh- I sent you that photo. Like yeah. it was definitely like
0: that time I was like, whoa, it's a good thing you're at the hospital.
1: Yeah, like I, I went to the ER again. I literally was in my head. I was like, I'm losing this baby. Like that's just what it is. Like I prepared myself for it. Mom was just at the hospital with dad like the day before and then I messaged. I felt so guilty, but I'm like, you know what? Like I need to be selfish in this moment. I need my mom because like Dan's with our yeah. key. Like, he can't come. So I'm like, I think I was working that day. It was also like five in the morning. So like I'm not going to say that Yeah, I, but I remember
0: you saying, well, there was something and I was like, fuck, I, I want to like bring her. But like, there was a reason I couldn't.
1: Well, regardless, I went, I waited three hours to see the doctor, which is not even bad. I was the first person in the ER and I, oh, I waited wow. three hours, but still like people can wait like 17 hours.
0: Oh yeah, I know.
1: So I was like, oh my God, that's not even that bad. So I go in. I'm like prepared for the worst the nurse like takes does a bunch of blood tests and she's like ask me questions and she's like rubbing my leg like she's so nice I'm like gosh like nurses are just
0: angels. nurses are like guardian angels in human form in the 3d I know like it just if you're nurse, like if I meet someone and, and they say that they're a nurse my respect for you I know is like through the roof she was so nice but then the
1: doctor himself was really nice like he came in with like a little like uh, portable ultrasound machine. Like wasn't like the high tech one. It was just something that he could see. He's like, hi, honey. Like just lie down. And he was like rubbing my shoulder. He was so nice. I guess cause like the reason I was in there for yeah. like, and I was like so nervous. So he looked and he's like, oh, strong heartbeat. I'm like, what? He's like, look. Oh. He shows me on the screen. And I see the baby like moving
0: around and kicking Aww. and stuff. Goes, did he say? Oh, yeah. He did tell you why he thought there was.
1: Well, he was like, look, the sack is good. There's good fluid. He goes, my my thoughts goes. I- obviously I-, I don't know. I'm going to send you for a proper ultrasound right now, like in the back. He goes, but I think you probably have a small bleed on the outside of the sac, like on your uterus lining. It could be a, it's called a subchorionic hematoma or subchorionic bleed. Mm-hmm. He goes, I can't see properly with this ultrasound. So I'm going to send you to the technician. She'll do a more thorough one. And then the radiologist will look over it and I'll get the results and we'll go over that. I'm like, okay. He goes, but your baby is like alive and well, you can relax. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So by then mom's there and I go and I see her and I'm sitting with her and I'm like, oh, thank God. Then two hours later, I get to see the ultrasound technician and I lie down and like instantly I'm nervous again.
0: Okay. Two hours
1: later, even though I just got confirmation. But like the, the spotting was like still there, but it was brown. That was so weird. It was like a dark brown. It's because you're not bleeding enough to like
0: actually have no, it's your it's because it's old blood.
1: Brown oh. blood is old blood. It's like, it's not. Anyways, so I go in and she starts like going around and I'm like, is there a heartbeat she goes "Yep, there's a heartbeat oh and baby's moving a lot i'm like oh is that a good thing she's like yeah it's a good thing and then she's like looking everywhere and i'm like okay well she's like okay you're done i'm gonna send the results to the radiologist i'm like well am i okay and she's like well i can't answer that and i'm like what which i know they can't tell you these things like the ultrasound technicians are not supposed to say anything you have to talk to the doctor but in my head i was like you just told me the baby's okay so you can't tell me i'm okay and so then i started panicking again so i'm like wait a minute wait a minute what is going on because she looked at my ovary she looked at everything right so then I go back and sit with mom I'm like all stressed again and mom's like okay Alex like you're gonna be fine everything's good baby's good like she just really was there to help me in that yeah. moment because I was I was spiraling. mom is so good know, in moments but, oh, like that I was spiraling and poor mom like I said this in my video too but like bless her freaking heart because she just spent three weeks with daddy taking yeah. care of him like a nurse then in the hospital with him
0: yeah dealing
1: with that then, then with me
0: then with you and then not only that i went straight when back to, fly- to the hospital she also had to work in between yeah. like the minimal time she had she had to work and then when dad finally came home from the hospital and and like the family came over she was like what do you guys want for dinner like, like oh my god
1: it's insane like she's just I literally like, the best so i felt like so guilty in that moment but i was like no I, I need my mommy and anyway she was so good and then the doctor called me in and i was like come with me yeah. <laughs> so she came with me and then he was like oh it's what i thought the really small subchorionic bleed um there's not even a hematoma he's like it's literally just like you probably had the clot like the hematoma in your body like either reabsorbed it and now it's getting rid of the extra blood but like you know just i'm gonna put you on some pelvic rest you'll see your ob in a few days and tell yeah. her about it whatever So it's like, oh my God, the weight lifted off my shoulders. I saw my OB a few days later. She checked. She's like, yeah, this is like, this can happen. She goes, we'll keep an eye on it. You know, same thing, pelvic rest. And she put me on progesterone. And then at the 12 week ultrasound, there was not, they couldn't see anything. And the bleeding had stopped, knock on wood. So they were just like, I, I don't know. I feel like my first trimester, not only did I have like the most intense symptoms of pregnancy, but I also had this... The spotting thing. So my anxiety was just like awful. Yeah. But the the nausea that I had was like because I was nauseous with Archie, but not like this.
0: I remember you just having more like motion sickness. Yeah,
1: like I felt queasy. Like there was definitely times where I felt like I was car sick or something. Yeah. But this time I was like, no, I'm nauseous, like I could puke, but I can't puke. And it's the worst feeling because I'm and everything made me gag. Literally, I could not, I could not certain foods. Forget it. The smell of the fridge or the garbage or the kitchen. I was like, ugh, I can't smell that. Dan's ugh. breath. Like, he would brush his teeth, scrape his tongue, use Listerine, and I'd be like, don't talk to me. For some reason, it was just him.
0: Oh, my God. I was like,
1: I literally cannot smell you right now. Like, I'm going to throw up.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And then finally, I did start throwing up. And that was awful because it's not like when you're sick and you throw up and you feel better. It's like you just still are nauseous. Yeah. And so that kind of sucked because then I was like, okay, well, what can I eat? Because eating makes you feel better, but then also can make you feel sick. It's so weird. So I'm like, what can I eat that'll make me feel better, but that will also be easy to throw up. That won't hurt. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. I probably will throw up later. So smoothies were a great thing with protein because I was just like, whatever, if it comes out again. I didn't, like, throw up, like, crazy, like, that many times. But, like, I still did. And I didn't my first pregnancy.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: But I also just think the anxiety I was having was making myself... Like, I was... It was making me more sick. Because having anxiety makes you also nauseous. So, it was, like, yeah. all
0: mixed together. The hormones. I was actually... Uh, I started feeling, like, a little bit nauseous the other night. And then, like, it kind of made me, like, anxious, anxious. um, Which made me feel more nauseous. But then... Um, when I like really thought about it, I was like, could I eat something right now? Like, could I snack on something? And I, and I thought about it. And when the answer was yes, I was like, okay, I'm just having anxiety.
1: Yeah, no, I like literally, but to be honest, and it's just such a weird thing to feel, but I was grateful for the symptoms, even though I was so sick, because I was like, okay, but I'm pregnant yeah like it makes me happy that i'm having all these symptoms and i would like check to make sure my my boobs were swollen all the time i would check to make sure there was no blood anytime i wipe like the it was just awful like i was not i did not enjoy the first part of my pregnancy because of where my mind was but then as soon as i started feeling better
0: it was like clockwork the second the day you entered your second trimester you felt better
1: it was so weird i mean i still will get bouts of nausea here and there i'm not gonna lie like there still are times if i don't eat a certain amount of hours like and that never happened with Archie. yeah so definitely my hormones this time are more intense and it's like more like crazy and so throughout my first trimester i was like oh i'm for sure having a girl because like everyone says you're more sick when you have a girl and then i spoke to mom and she was like well i had two completely different pregnancies and i had two girls there's, I,
0: there's a lot of like um people like to to see, like what's the term it's I'm old wives' for? tales
1: where they're like, or you're carrying high, so you're having this, or you're breaking out more, so you're having this. It's, like,
0: the same idea as, like, a stereotype, where it's, like, okay, maybe, like, there's a stereotype for a reason, but, like, it's really not the case all of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same thing with this, where I guess people have gathered over time that if you're having a girl, like, these are common symptoms but it doesn't mean
1: yeah like regardless
0: at the end of the day you're still growing a human inside your stomach
1: yeah it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy and then it
0: also depends on your body
1: yeah it's well and every pregnancy is so different which is what i've gathered because even my friend was so sick with both her pregnancies and had two boys yeah and then my other friend was s- literally so fine throughout both her pregnancies and two girls and then i had another friend that had one of each And both the same exact pregnancy. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, then I really was like, well, I have no idea what the... It's like,
0: you can't waste your... You can't obsess and, like, always find answers or, like, get an answer to everything. Because at the end of the day, you really don't know. All you know is that you have a healthy baby. Yeah. And you're healthy. And that's all that matters.
1: And I'm, like, so excited for Archie to be a big brother. Like, he literally asks all the time... To feel the baby kick and to like listen to the heartbeat.
0: It's so cute. I know.
1: And he's always like, Mommy, I love the baby.
0: Oh my god, we were having dinner the other night and um I was looking at Arkham because I ha- I have this obsession of looking at Arkham when he's eating. It's the cutest <laughs> so thing cute. ever. Um, and I just like to th- think to myself like okay what is he thinking right now because he'll like look in different places and he sits then he'll start smiling and like (laughs) playing with his food but he's not like playing with anyone it's just him so I'm like (laughs) it's just so cute and like so he's doing that he's like looking at at no no then he sits down then he starts like smiling and like eating his food and like swirling his spoon in the air so I'm like what is he thinking right now and then he just like looks at you and he's like mommy I love you I know. And he's so just cute. He's
1: so in the moment and that's what children are, right? Like yeah. that's what we should strive to be is like they're they're never thinking about the past, they're never thinking about the future. It's like they're just living in the moment. Yeah. And just being present. And I mean, obviously I'm sure there's times where they have memories and they think about stuff from the past, but like for the most part, they're just like yeah. living their life.
0: I can't wait until and I'm i I've said this so many times. But I just can't wait until he's a little bit older, like, 10, 12 years old. Maybe even, like, Mm 8. And um, he can, like, fully have a conversation, understand things. He has, like, you know, his memory. like Because I think right now, Arky doesn't really have, like, the... He doesn't have, like, memories. Yeah, he
1: talks about how we went on an airplane to to Yeah, but, like, you
0: know when it's, like, it's been time? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I could, like, actually take him like, places and do activities with him like if he likes hockey yeah i could take him to hockey games yeah or he could come sleep over at my place
1: it's gonna be so fun
0: and like we could go to movies together like i want to have that one-on-one bond
1: because
0: mm-hmm. i'm so not like
1: yeah you, I think it's like this was the like,
0: age that he's at right now i'm i'm not more a toddler like, person yeah i'm not a like i'm not a baby or newborn or toddler person i'm more of like a a kid wait
1: isn't that so weird because growing up you were obsessed with babies
0: i don't remember that really yeah you always had like you always had
1: like such a motherly part to you like you always were interested well, I'm in the very baby. nurturing i
0: really care about people I'm, i love like you always had care baby dolls people. and like you always wanted
1: to like see the baby when something like if andreas when andreas was born you'd always ask to go see the baby i had no interest in babies See, I have my me, own, it's,
0: more, it's not that I don't have an interest in babies. It's like I see people that the way they are when when there's like when there's a baby is like how I am when I see a puppy or a dog or just an animal. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, it like melts my heart. I want to go pet them and cuddle them and kiss them. I don't get that with babies and kids so much. But I don't like, get that
1: with babies either, though. Unless but, it's my own.
0: But I will still love them. Yeah. And like want to do things with them. And like. I'll never look at another person's baby and be like oh my god it's the cutest little baby. Like I'm like sometimes I, I'll look and be like what? oh that's cute. But like. There's been very odd times. Um, I, I could probably even count on one hand. In like since I've been on this earth. Yeah. Where I've actually seen a baby and I thought holy shit that baby's cute
1: there's definitely cute babies like they're 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 cute they're babies but i'm like i'll never feel towards a random person's baby the way i feel towards a random person's puppy yeah me too like if i I see see a random puppy and i'm like i'm obsessed with you i love you
0: i'll go up to a stranger and be like can i pet your dog yeah i
1: mean it's a little different to can i go up to your
0: no yeah, I'm, a, I've done that no it's no like but I'm saying times. I'm
1: saying it's different if you go up to a stranger and you're like can I hold your baby like that's random. I mean <laughs> no one would there do was that. one
0: time I didn't I didn't do that but there was one time I forget where I was it was the cutest baby ever and I was like I think I was in an elevator and the baby was like looking at me and like smiling and hit the biggest cheeks oh, out it. like out. She's the Michelin man Oy. this baby was huge and so cute and was like looking at me and like smiling Aww. and had no teeth and, um...
1: Okay, I changed my mind. Babies are cute when I think then, about it like that. And I, I, so I was, so like, cute. smiling
0: at the baby, and, like, the mom obviously saw me, mm-hmm. so she was, like, smiling, and, and I just told her, like, I'm not a baby... I literally <laughs> said this to her, I was like, I'm not a baby person, but, like, your kid <laughs> is so cute. <laughs> like,
1: this you makes me want to. kid. You made her day. Yeah. You just made that mom's life.
0: Like... She was, like, I don't know, the, the smile on her face, but I was like, no, seriously, like, if that was my baby i would be obsessed <laughs> but even
1: now when my friends have babies like i feel uncomfortable holding them because it's not i never held a newborn until i had my own newborn because i just was not comfortable and then like even holding other people's babies i was like it i'll made never me feel forget weird.
0: when uh you were still living at mama and papa's place before you moved into your place now okay and um i don't remember where dan was but no, you were breastfeeding, and I think Dan was upstairs preparing Arky's bath. Okay. And it was during COVID, and you guys were very, like, strict strict with COVID. And it was the first time you asked me if I could hold Arky, because you guys couldn't. Okay. And so I was holding him, and he was, like, a few months old at this point. This is when he had, like, his big cheeks and, like, that me. little, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the little of hair, hair in the front. <laughs> and I was walking around the dining area, like just talking to him showing him all like the paintings on the wall and he was eating my shoulder (laughs) and it was so cute
1: (laughs) like drooled down my arm oh i'm so excited to have another baby that's gonna be exciting i'm just i'm so excited because i feel like this is like us completing our family like i always wanted two kids you don't want a third well i always wanted two Dan always wanted four this was before we ever had kids yeah then when we had the kid and we realized, okay, this is hard, <laughs> we're like, okay, definitely two, like for sure. And we'll think about it in the future. But then we just were never getting pregnant. So we were like, okay, we accepted the fact that we were only going to have one. Yeah. And we got really comfortable with that idea because we're like, it's so much easier. Yeah. You know, one kid for two adults, easy. Yeah. It's it's still going to be easy-ish because there is an age gap. So like by the time the second one is going to be four, which is going to be Arky's age when this baby's born. Then it's just gonna be like so much easier. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm gonna have. Like, Arky could help. Yeah. Like, already he's super helpful with his little cousin who yeah. was a baby this whole year. And like, it's different when the baby was like living in the house 24 7. But like, Arky's such a nurturing kid and very helpful on its yeah. own. But He'll like. probably
0: have moments of of like getting jealous. Oh, but for it's sure. It's so normal. It's
1: so normal. So, anyways, I'm just saying that like, I, I feel like. I don't want to write it off the table like, no, we're never going to have another kid. Because now that I fixed what I think was the issue, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, we're done at two. That's it. I never want to fully say no, but I'm very content if this is it because I've always just wanted to. Yeah. But like if it were to happen, let's say on accident, like Dan's not getting a vasectomy. Let's just put it at that. Like I don't want him to get a vasectomy. Okay. And I... I'm not someone who is on birth control I haven't been since I was 24 so there's other methods to like not have a baby that's not birth control obviously so we're very aware of my cycle and all that kind of stuff so I'm like we can prevent it but you know if it were to happen on accident we would be very excited it's not something that we'd be like upset over yeah but we're very content with with two
0: yeah i always imagine at least at this point in my life i'm like no i could see myself having one kid and i feel like i'd be happy with one kid but like as we're talking right now i'm like oh but maybe once i have a kid i'm gonna want my kid to have like a sibling to play with and grow up with it makes
1: it easier and i mean obviously there's there's people that are only children that are like totally socialized and fine but like for me my big thing was if Arky's going to be an only child, I need him to be super socialized because yeah. I just want him to have that. But yeah, I just, and he would always ask for a sibling because all of his friends were having siblings. Okay. And because I wanted oh, him that to must have, have one. that have so much harder for Yeah. Me. Because I wanted him to have one. If I didn't, if I only wanted one kid, I wouldn't have cared. I would have been like, okay, well, you're not getting one. But like the fact that I wanted one so bad for him and then he really wanted one, I was like, okay, I'm literally letting everyone down. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel I feel very good about everything. I'm, like, very excited for this new chapter. And I feel so excited to have a baby that's not in COVID that, like, yeah. ha- I can have a normal postpartum experience where we're not in quarantine for a year and not seeing people. Yeah. Like, you bet your ass, I'm going to be over this area all the time because me and my best friend are pregnant at the exact same time. We have the same due date.
0: Amazing. So, like,
1: her and I, and she lives not far from you. So I'm going to be in this neck of the woods doing stroller walks all the time whenever you're free. If you want
0: to come join yeah. us for a
1: walk, I can walk over here.
0: Yeah, I did. Like, it. It'll be so
1: fun. So I'm like, ugh, I'm just so excited.
0: I'm happy for you.
1: Well, that's about it for this episode. We're just will just do a little catch up. Oh, and one thing I want to mention too, everyone thought that like the big announcement we had that I was saying I've been working on for five years was my pregnancy announcement. And I'm like...
0: No, no, actually, it's something else. It's
1: something else that's really, really, really big that yeah. I have been working on for five years. But it's like, I i was laughing when people were commenting that, like, I knew your five year thing was a, a, your pregnancy announcement. I'm like, uh, my kid's not even four.
0: I know. What do you mean? I've been working on this for five I know, years. It makes no sense. But no, it's something else.
1: Yeah. So we don't exactly know the date that we're going to be announcing
0: it. By the way, just so you guys aren't confused, my sister has been working on this for five years. and I've been working on it with her for the last, what, two years? Yeah. So it's really, it's huge. Yeah. So we're very, very excited. That will be coming very soon.
1: And we love you and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.